You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 283 of Podcateers. This week, we armchair imagineer a little section of the park called Critter Country. But before we get into that discussion, we talk about Mel checking out Avengers Damage Control by the Void at Downtown Disney, a collection of Diane Disney Miller and her husband Ron Miller's private art collection is going up for auction, and a couple of beloved attractions are getting some TLC as they go down for some plussing. Find out which ones they are and what we would like to see. Remember that you can always join the conversation by giving us your thoughts on anything that we talk about, either by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 283, or you can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or on YouTube. Just search for Podcateers. By the way, we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, but this holiday season, when you order any Podcateers gear, For the first time ever, we're excited to be offering free standard shipping on all orders over $35. No coupon is necessary. The free shipping option will appear on its own once you hit that $35 mark in your shopping cart. It's our way of saying thank you for your support and we really appreciate you supporting the podcast by supporting Podcateers Gear. To check out the items that we have for sale, head over to podcateers.com slash gear. Speaking of support, another great way to support the podcast is by becoming part of the FGP squad. The FGP squad are our podcast fairy godparents, and they are an amazing group of listeners just like you that help us out with monthly contributions via Patreon. Their contributions help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. And if you want to be a part of the elite crew known as the FGP squad, you can find out more info on how to sign up by going to podcateers.com FGP. To all of the members of the FGP squad, you're awesome. Thank you as always for your continued support. All right. Should we get this thing started? Should we get it going? Okay. Everyone in the front row, be careful. You might get wet. Here is episode 283 of Podcateers. How's everybody doing? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What the? Hold on. I need a drink. I should be better. Somehow there's a frog in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. I was fine right before we started. That's but not I, a spoiler for uh, armchair imagineering, is it? You uh, mm-hmm. any, <laughs> it might be any frogs coming? It, it <laughs> might be a tiny bit. <laughs> nice. Little of column A, little of column B. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a week. It's been, I got to say, I'm a lot less stressed out this week than I was last week. I think as I've been completing some of the projects that have been on my plate, the stress levels just seem to decrease and decrease. Mm-hmm. And I'm reaching a more zen-like state. That's good. And awesome. I have to say that I quite enjoy it. And the fact that we're going to be heading down to the parks to enjoy some of the food for Festival of Holidays. 
Oh, yeah. Super yeah. excited about that, especially trying some of the new offerings that you talked about, Gavin. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we should get into this episode because I think the faster we finish, the faster we can go to the park. Heck yeah. Yay. So, <laughs> um, first off, I, I just want to say a, a quick welcome to Rebecca Campbell, who is the new president of the Disneyland Resort. Josh DeMauro was leading the Disneyland Resort for uh, a couple of years, and he went back to Walt Disney World to now lead the team on the East Coast. And so Rebecca Campbell, this was her first week, I believe, as the president. Yes. And uh, it's been great seeing her kind of post on Instagram and really engaging with all of the cast members the way that Josh did before. I think he did a fantastic job. So I'm really looking forward to see what she brings to the table and what she does for the resort in general. Uh, I don't know if she listens to Podcateers, but... You never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I figure we, we want to welcome her. We did it on Instagram because she also started up an Instagram for the first time, which I thought was great. So yes. we welcomed her there, and so now we're officially welcome, welcoming her here on the podcast. So Rebecca Campbell, welcome to the Disneyland Resort on behalf of Podcateers and the Podcateers Nation. Yeah, yeah she'll probably, um, so like at some point she's going to have to meet with Imagineering, right? Like you'd think. Right. And yeah, basically they're going to let her know like, look, we have this source they give us all our ideas. It's called Podcateers. Uh, you really should listen to their armchair Imagineering episodes. So it's likely she'll start with a recent one. So she may start with this one and, and hear our greeting. So welcome aboard. True. And um, you're welcome. Which, which is a great reminder that if you just want to listen to the Armchair Imagineering episodes, a really great way to find them is if you go to podcateers.com, you'll find the blog menu in the upper right-hand corner. And if you let the drop-down roll, you'll see the recent posts, which kind of just shows you all of the episodes and any blog posts that we may have put up. We have a section for a chat with, which is all of the episodes where we've had a chance to sit down with somebody from the Disney Company, whether current or prior. Uh, that's where we have our chat with Bob Gurr, Rolly, uh, Brian Crosby. Uh, a lot of really great chats are in there, including with some of our friends, Jeff Bayham from Nostalgia and the Doom Buggies, uh, DoomBuggies.com. Uh, so check that out. But we also have a section for armchair Imagineering. So if you want to just kind of uh, uh, find all of those in one spot, that's the best way to do it. We also have a playlist on YouTube that has all of the Armchair Imagineering episodes. And we have a YouTube playlist with just an aggregate of all of the episodes in general. So if you like to listen on YouTube, I'm actually in the process of getting ready to upload the backlog of the last month or so that I have not been able to upload. So that will be current as well. Make sure that if you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, hit the bell icon for notifications. And if you happen to have it on, you're going to get a bunch because I'm going to be uploading a lot. I'll try to suppress mm -hmm. those so that it doesn't become <laughs> overwhelming. 
but yeah, uh, a lot of great ways to listen. Obviously, we're available on iTunes, uh, the Play Store. We're available on Spotify and iHeartRadio. So if those are ways that you like to listen, that is now an option. Make sure to tell your friends that listen using those services. And if you like the podcast, do us a favor and leave us a quick review. The reviews are great because it helps uh, show other people that we exist. And obviously, it brings in (laughs) new listeners. So... Uh, if you have something nice to say, please go leave a review. If you have something nasty to say, um, I'll give you a dollar if you don't post it. Nah, there's too many of those. I won't give you a dollar. But I'll, I'll uh, yeah, send it to me and we'll try to figure something out. <laughs> but I won't give you a dollar. <laughs> okay. So, Mel, I wanted to ask you a quick question because uh, sure. you jumped the gun on us. Uh, we I'm had sorry. a plan to go do something super fun together. And I think you just were too excited, and you went and did Avengers Damage Control. <laughs> I did. I, this is the first time where I'm like, I had to do this. And I found two little ones who are just as geeky and excited. So I was able to take my niece and nephew over to the VR experience. And, oh, my God. If anyone's been, you know, thinking about the price, it is so worth it. Nice. And just to think about it, the uh, pop-up shop that we had at the ESPN Zone was about the same price. Okay. What is it per person? It's $39.99, I believe. Okay. It's about 30 minutes. And um, it's really the beginning when you're going to sign up. You're, um, It's the anticipation. You're just excited. It does feel like you're going to ride an attraction. Nice. Interesting. And it's not like it's boring. It's not like you're just waiting or that's it. I mean, they, they walk you through it. They have a little bit of fun, and I, I appreciated that. You go in. They give you the, the instructions. Right when you walk in, I'm not going to say as much. Um, you're greeted, of course. We know that Sherry is, you know, in charge of everything, so we get to see her. Let's just say, okay, the best way to describe this is there's a scene in a movie where you see someone go into a, an alter, like an alternate reality or a parallel like universe type of thing, and you see that person be transformed into that world. Oh. This is kind of it. So do they use actual clips from the films? No. Oh, so it's all brand new footage. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. So we get to step into that world, and you can even see your hands. You can see everything. The coolest thing is like, okay, you have groups of four. Let's say you have little ones. And this was something I was afraid of, that you would have your uniform or you would see the person in front of you. You wouldn't know who's who. You have your name. So you could tell who's in front of you, which was like really awesome. Okay. I'm like, all right, this one's here. This one's here. Cool. You know. Is Um, it like a video game where like the name is like above their head or something? No, it's like a name tag. Oh, but yeah. so if they turn so away from you, you can't necessarily see who it is. But if you're facing on them. On their back, yes. Oh, really? Oh, Front cool. and back, oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like a sports and then, jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool because you get to um, pick what color you want your suit to be. Oh, heck yeah. So wait, yeah. It, isn't it like the Black Panther suit? A mix. It, it's like The it, female suit looks like the Black Panther suit. The male oh, suit okay. looks like the Iron Man suit. Oh, interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. Hazen just spent $40. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm there. I'm... 
Well, I mean, so I was already prepared huh? to do it, but now Melissa's just confirmed that I really need to do this. <laughs> you so do. I feel out of the loop a little bit. I, I, I wasn't even aware this was a thing until Melissa texted us all in our group chat that she was going. I, I don't know how I missed this. I, have they, did they announce this a while ago? Um, Podcasters talked about it a month and a half ago, sir. Was it? Was I on that episode? Was it yes, one that you I were. maybe was? Oh. Yeah, you weren't excited. Wow. You weren't does excited. That, does that reveal how much I love Marvel or what? Because <laughs> <laughs> we even talked about it after, and you said, "Yeah, I'm willing to do it." Oh yeah. my god, I have no memory of that whatsoever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> uh, we're going to chalk that up to not enough caffeine that day. How about that? Yeah. Sounds good. We'll, we'll give it that. And the only reason <laughs> I'm willing to chalk it up to that is because, quite frankly, it happens to me all of the time. Yeah. Especially after so many episodes. There, I. It's so crazy. There's people that we meet in the parks and I love meeting listeners in the park, right? Mm -hmm. Because they, they're so enthusiastic and sometimes so passionate about the things that we talk about that it, it fires me up, right? I, I love talking to listeners, but there's times that they approach me and they'll say something like, Hey, remember when you talked about this? And I have this blank stare on my face. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And I have this vague recollection and I'm trying to like find in like my brain database when mm -hmm. like we talked about it and more importantly what I said to try to have this conversation and sometimes I remember and sometimes I don't and a lot of it has to do with how caffeinated I am that day because mm -hmm. I feel that if I'm fully caffeinated my brain functions better and if I'm not then quite frankly they get uh, drooling hazen which <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah so we'll chalk it up to non- a caffeination but that's yeah. okay because totally. i'm super excited to do it uh i know we talked about doing the star wars one and we never had a chance to because we couldn't uh, just make it work on a weekend for the three of us but mm -hmm. uh, this i had already talked about making it one of my christmas presents to myself because you know i i need to do it like it involves yeah. marvel and why wouldn't i not want to do it so anywho You've convinced me even further. I was at 100% before, and I'm at 147.2% now. The one thing that's really awesome is you don't hear anybody else. Oh, and really? And you know there's so many people doing this experience. Yeah. You just hear your party. Oh, that's cool. So I wonder how yeah. many, what would you call them, theaters they have Rooms. in there. Yeah. yeah. I have zero clue. Huh. But I was, like, surprised when I, at the end, I'm like, we only heard us. That was it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm telling you, I'm I'm all for this right now. I'm ready to go. I'm... I'd buy another ticket right now. And see, that says a lot, especially yeah. considering that it's a $40 ticket. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm convinced. Oh, uh, did you guys hear that uh, Ron and Diane Disney Miller's art collection was going up for auction? No. no. I, I know it's a total tangent from what we were just talking about, but... Uh, there was an article in The Hollywood Reporter this week that, I don't know, it kind of caught me by surprise, but I guess it really doesn't, considering that the proceeds are going uh, to 
the foundation that they've established to also help, you know, the Disney Family Museum and other organizations that they support. So uh, Ron and Diane Disney Miller had uh, this huge art collection that had uh, print stuff. It had paintings. It had uh, drawings, sculptures, like all sorts of stuff. And they were auctioning off 40 lots. And that's a lot of pieces to be auctioning (laughs) off. Right now, they're estimating that it's going to bring in approximately $14 million. Wow. Jeez. Is that going to just the Miller Estate or is it going to like the Disney Family Museum or where's that funding going? So uh, from what I can recall from the article, it looks like the auction is going to be uh, benefiting the Jane Goodall Institute, the Halo Trust, the Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles, and the Los Angeles Philharmonic. You know, because Disney Hall is primarily where the Mm -hmm. the L.A. Phil is. And I think some of the proceeds will also end up going to the Walt Disney Family Museum. Sweet. Right I mean, on. it's like I said, the the trust that they've set up is fantastic. Uh, but some of these pieces are just gorgeous. Uh, I'm going to try to get some of the pieces, uh, pictures of the pieces that are going to be up for auction. And I will put it up in the blog post for this episode over at podcasters.com slash 283. By the time that you listen to this episode, the auction will be completed. And we'll try to include some information about what the pieces went for. But I just thought it was uh, cool uh, to see some of that, you know, being distributed to raise money for all of these really wonderful organizations. Yeah. That is super cool. I mean, one day people are going to be like, well, remember that hat Hazen was wearing? We should auction it (laughs) off. How much is that worth? Four (laughs) dollars. So. Oh, man. (laughs) People are going to be like, I'll give you six dollars to keep it. (laughs) (laughs) uh so fun okay so let's swing back to the park real quick um so there's not one but two attractions coming up that they're they've announced refurbishments for i'm super excited about it there it looks like they're going to be doing some plussing and some refurbishing for snow white scary adventure Ah, i cannot wait to see what they come up with there um i think it's it's in the top half of their dark rides already. I think it's really good. I love that attraction. Um, it makes me a little afraid for my favorite property, which is Pinocchio, because that's the one that probably needs the most work in Fantasyland. And the fact that they aren't going to refurbish it, refurbish it might mean they're going to replace it at some point. I don't know. I don't mm. think so. It kind of makes they... me fearful because they already replaced <laughs> Village House. You know, which had a Pinocchio theme, and I don't know. I, oh, don't scare me. Well, I mean, not well, that I write it, but right. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I guess there, there is some argument as to why they would want to get rid of it, right? But I oh. would argue that the updating of Village House served the purpose of bringing in an additional princess that mm-hmm. wasn't in Fantasyland. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I, I also th- the way that they did the village house, it's not a complete like refurb per se. Like I just, I don't see it like that. I always hmm. see it as a village house. Yeah. So I, I mean, wouldn't I, give up hope on Pinocchio. Well, I appreciate that. I never will. <laughs> and I hope that they uh, uh, add some magic to it. But 
That being said, the other attraction has Melissa and myself on the edge of our seats. They're going to be giving a full refurbishment to none other than the Indiana Jones Adventure. And (laughs) oh my gosh, I can't wait. There are so many things in there that it's an amazing attraction, but there are a lot of things in there that don't work the way that they originally did or often just aren't turned on or used or are broken. Mm -hmm. Just little things here and there that those of us that that have ridden it a million times know what they are. There's a there's one spot in particular that ended up being mostly empty due to budget restraints. And that's yep. uh, right before you get to the log the with rat the rats. Room. Yeah, mm-hmm. where there's like nothing in there for a long section. And then it ends with a pretty terrible effect. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully they will address that. There's just, there's so many things they could, they could go in and, and do here. I'm just thrilled to know that they're going to Give it some love again, uh, like it deserves, because it is still one of the greatest attractions in the world. Yeah, definitely. I It makes me so sad that I never got to write it as it's, you know, opening day. With, when there's a part in the beginning where you're supposed to be floating away with this fog, and I never got to experience that. So if they were to bring that part back, and it, I believe it's fog and ice. I believe. Where is this? Um, what, what? I don't know what you're talking about. In the beginning, um, I want to say, I want to say it's after Mara. There's a short part in between that or something where it's supposed to have like this fog, like this dreamlike, dreamlike state mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be floating. And it's like there's a part in that uh, soundtrack where you kind of hear it. Mm-hmm. And um it's it hasn't worked at all. For yeah, there's that section where you're going up the hill right there, and you see yes. Indy for the first time. There used to be fog coming down yes, that hill. Yes, that's it. Okay, yeah. Yes. That. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of spots like that where the effects aren't fully realized anymore, and it'll be cool right. if they bring that back. I totally agree. Right before that, too, one of the coolest things that they did was really simple but really effective. When you first mm-hmm. get in the Jeep and you make that first turn and they've got the three different doors, that mm-hmm. room used to rotate so that the track yes. was pointed at a different door every time. Yes. So it made that choice seem to play out better than it does right now because you always just go through the center door and they just change the projection on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so little things like that, um, I, I really hope they can address. It is still just such a fantastic attraction. The queue theming is amazing, even though I hope they address some of those issues as well. You know, I was thinking about, um, you know, there's the room with the spikes on the ceiling and the floor. Yes, that needs to, Very much like Temple of Doom, where there was this piece of bamboo that was meant to look like it was holding up the ceiling. And if you pulled on it, you know, the sound would come on and the ceiling would drop a little and it was like this cool, scary thing. Mm-hmm. But that thing has just been beaten up for almost 25 <laughs> years now. And it's like a it's floppy a noodle, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was thinking maybe they should do something like, um, you know, the the bronze apple sitting outside of Snow White to go back to that attraction oh. and how when you touch it, you hear the uh, old crones laugh. Uh, yeah. I feel like if they made it a little bit further, further reach from the queue so not every single person person thinks to touch it 
but they just make it a touch activated thing. Not something you yank on, but if you just touch it, then everything starts to shake and, and the noise and everything, you know. That way you don't have something that just wears out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, there's, man, there's so many things and I'm excited to see what they bring us. So, uh, you know, in 2013, mm-hmm. I think is when we saw the first uh, changes with Mara where they did the projection mapping and then yeah. a couple of years ago, they had made some changes to the voice and then people are like, what's going on? And then they like kind of made some tweaks and then they fixed that. Uh, we've seen it over the last five to 10 years that when Imagineering takes down one of these attractions and they really do a plussing of it, that we see some welcome changes. And I think one of the biggest ones we saw was like with Alice in Wonderland, for instance, where they really plussed up the attraction. They added mm-hmm. some projection mapping. So I feel like something similar is coming to Snow White, which it desperately I needs, right? I, I think of all of the attractions there, uh, Snow White is with the exception of a, like one or two scenes like the the witch transformation and stuff like that I think could benefit from a few razzle dazzle special type effects um, but Indiana Jones in itself aside from fixing some of these uh, things that are just broken it, it feels like a really complete attraction right mm-hmm. there's so much of yeah. it that yeah. just feels really well developed and really well planned what would you like to see them add to Indiana Jones? I know this is an armchair imaginary for Indiana Jones, but <laughs> if you could just like off the top of your head, see something new added that would kind of plus it up for you, aside from cleaning up the stuff that's been wrong with it, what would you like to see in it? More snakes. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Really? That's where you're going? To be fair, that is We're not a running friends anymore. theme. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, we brought rats, yeah. and I was like, because oh. snakes. And yeah, I get but it. That's a theme. It's you know, Indy's but I mean, yeah, it is part of the one of the films. I mean, it comes up in all of the films at least once. Uh, so I, I, I think snakes is a great idea. My, my only criticism of the original design for the ride is the size of that snake we encounter is a little silly. Like that, like. You know, I, I know that these are fictional adventures, but they're all based in reality, basically. Right. And that snake just seems so fantastically huge. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. It's an oversized snake, you know, that wouldn't exist in reality. So uh, glows in the dark. So yeah. is it actually supposed to be a huge snake or a part of the temple that's coming alive? No. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I don't know. I never thought of it that way, but it's like crawling in through the wall kind of mm-hmm. like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't I don't really get that. But I like the idea of adding more snakes. But I, for me, it's really all about that one room that's just dark where you end up with the projected log with the rats falling off of it. They could do so much more with that room. And, you know, like previous, you've got the room where you ride through and the headlights come on and you see all the bugs on the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could do a similar thing in that room. It doesn't have to be wildly different, but in that room, maybe it could look more like a catacombs and be filled with rats, yeah. kind of like Last Crusade, you know, and yeah. maybe there's like a fire effect where, you know, everything lights on fire or something like that could be really cool. And then you go into that last corridor. Uh, I, I really want to see him address that room because it, it does seem like a gap in the in the experience. Right on. 
They could add Kaliman, Cal- <laughs> one of them, <laughs> 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 with the heart. Totally, <laughs> totally. <That's funny. laughs> well, I'm looking forward to whatever changes they make, even if they do add more snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, why does it always have to be snakes? <laughs> uh, but yeah, looking forward to both attractions being plussed up. I'm sure that when they are operational again uh, after that happens. We'll be happy with whatever they bring to us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unless, of course, you know, there's those people that aren't happy with the changes. But it is what it is. That's just how it functions sometimes. Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, so I, I do want to mention uh, before we jump into Armchair Imagineering this week that... I'm sorry. Are we ready to move on? I didn't even ask. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> okay. I'm ready to get to Armchair Imagineering, man. <laughs> okay. I just want to get to the park because I want to try the food. And I, yeah. I just want to make sure that we kind of hit on all the things that we wanted to before we jump into Armchair Imagineering. And that is Disney+. Plus. So as everybody knows, Disney Plus did launch for several countries this last week. We have been watching a lot of the series that are on there. We've been kind of playing with the service. We're going to talk about Disney Plus next week to give us a little bit of time to really aggregate all of our thoughts and kind of give you a review of what we think about it. Uh, We didn't want to just kind of jump into it after playing with it one or two days and and give you the short review because obviously there's some things that are still being fixed by Disney. So we will be talking about it next week on Instagram. We've been posting several Instagram stories with different questions for you to answer. So if you haven't been able to join the conversation, please make sure to do so. We'll be posting more and sharing those answers in next week's episode. So to everyone that's already had a chance to play along and give us your answers, we're having fun reading some of those responses. So keep them coming as we post more of those. But if you could just give quick thoughts on Disney Plus, how do you guys feel about it so far? I love it. I do. Thanks for letting me go back to my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Gavin? That's it. Uh, I feel like the functionality of it is a bit clunky uh, in certain ways. It's not quite as refined as like Netflix or Hulu, but they've been in, in the game a lot longer. So I, th- I think the, they could use some refinement to the user experience. But other than that... Um, I'm pleased as punch. Uh, I'm avidly following and completely hooked on three of their original shows. And I can't wait to talk about them next week. And yeah, it's been awesome. The streaming quality has been really good. Yeah. 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 I don't think I can really add anything more to what each of you said because I kind of fall in between where you both stated. So uh, we'll leave it there. And we'll talk about it more in next week's episode. I think you both put it very well. So it's time to get into armchair imagineering. Before we do that, though, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of people called the FGP Squad. The FGP Squad is a group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want a little more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad, you can head over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information, including a link to sign up for a monthly contribution or a one-time contribution. It's really up to you. We have another giveaway coming up for the FGP squad very, very soon. So make sure that you guys log into Patreon for that announcement or that at least you have announcements turned on 
if you're already part of the FGP squad. If you're not part of it and want to be part of the giveaways, it's not too late. If you sign up, you will be a part of the giveaways. You will be in the pool to possibly win something. And uh, more information will be posted on Patreon. So again, podcastcheers.com slash FGP is where you can go find more information. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Armchair Imagineering, Rebecca Campbell, this is the spot you want to listen to. Nice. should just make that the intro uh, for every for, episode. For all of up. them. Here's the changes, <laughs> <Yeah>. Pocketeers once. <laughs> Ooh, guitar riff. I like it. I mean, you have to add a little flair to it, right? Yep. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to be armchair imagineering Critter Country, formerly known as Bear Country. Now, the footprint of this land is significantly smaller than a lot of the other lands. So I'm not sure about you, but I had a lot more trouble with this land than I've had with any other land that we've armchair imagineered. I know I said that about Frontier. I know I said that about other stuff, but (laughs) oh, man, this one was hard. I'll take my um, participation trophy. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to describe it. You know Hilarious. what? I, it's, I, it's so tough. I already started printing it with Gavin's name this week. <laughs> because I feel the same. I, I feel like I had a couple of ideas that I wanted to talk about. But one of them is really a play on something that we talked about last week. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to necessarily count it as like an well, idea of for this episode. But I, I kind of thought about it a little bit more. And if were I making the changes, that's kind of how I would execute it. So mm-hmm. I guess you could say I have two ideas, one and a half, one. and Yeah, more than me. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it works out. So. Uh, Gavin, how many do you have for this episode? Yeah, this is ridiculous. I'm, I yeah, I have so many. I have so many. It's not even funny. Uh, so uh, is, this is kind of what I'm thinking. It, it sounds like you each have one main idea um, and maybe a couple other little ideas to go along with it. So why don't we just do each of you go? And then the way I've kind of written mine out is kind of like a walkthrough of the land itself, like ah, spot by spot, okay. because. Okay. I'm redoing the whole darn thing, kids. Oh, you're taking the Hazen route. It is a completely (laughs) new land. Yes. So, yeah. Tear it down. (laughs) No, not quite tear it down, but. Off with the land. Completely reimagined. Nice. All right. Okay. I want to hear it. Yeah. I totally want to hear the Hazen route of Critter Country. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, since I have two then. Uh, Mel, I'll shoot one out, and then you go with okay. yours. I'll do my second, and then we'll have Gavin do his walkthrough. Cool? Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, so uh, I'll give a, a quick honorable mention to this third one because uh, I felt that it might uh, it might kind of fit, and it might give us a little bit more area in Toontown to play with, but I felt that moving Gadget's Go Coaster from Toontown to Critter Country might fill it a little bit more. 
Plus, it would give us an additional thrill attraction, even if it is for kids, in Critter Country. I think retheming it a little bit uh, to include, even if we kept it Rescue Rangers or, you know, Gadget, I think there's things that we can do to kind of plus it up a little bit. But overall, I think that even having Splash there, it's great to have that e-ticket, but we still need something else. There's not much more outside of Winnie the Pooh. But considering some of the changes that are coming to Toontown, I think moving that would be good. Or even getting rid of it altogether and creating some kind of wild mouse coaster. So that's kind of my honorable mention. Uh, I didn't completely develop it because I didn't know necessarily how I could make it fit into the land. But maybe having an additional little thrill attraction for children would be a good idea. It might even be a really good way to include some of that concept art that we talked about in the last episode that Kirk Hansen developed for the Critter Country 500. So maybe re-theming the coaster into like this race where all the bears and everything like are around you and they're kind of racing and ultimately you win every time kind of Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, So yeah, uh, I didn't fully think that out, but that's my honorable mention. Um, So my idea is actually a, a bit of a meet and greet and there's a lot of magic that I want to include in how this happens because I don't want it to happen necessarily in the same spot uh, I want it to be in one of many but I think with some of the technology that we have with projection mapping it would be a really cool way to make something disappear and reappear And so behind Pooh Corner, I would have a line and a a queue set up, and the person at the front of the queue would be Pete. And Pete would take you through the forest to look for Elliot. Our faces are just like... (laughs) Wow, keep going. The entire idea is to have a walkthrough similar to the one that we have at California Adventure with the the Redwood Creek Trail, right? But throughout this trail, you see hints and rustling around the forest that essentially tell you that Elliot's around. And so the idea is that you're, you're looking into the forest, but sometimes when children look over, they'll see a hint of Elliot appearing in the forest. They'll make a big deal and say, there he is. But then they'll hear rustling on another side of the forest. And so it's an adventure and it's basically a quest to find Elliot. By the time that you get to the end, you see the trees kind of rustling around, you hear some sounds and you hear Pete call for Elliot and then you see the the dragon just form in front of you and that's when you can have your meet and greet so obviously Elliot would be the one that we have in the updated version of Pete's dragon Uh, but I think it would be a really cool way to incorporate a little bit more adventure into Critter Country I know that Pete's uh, that Elliot's a dragon that he's not necessarily a critter per se, but I think the forest environment kind of lends itself to it. And I think it's just a fun way to experience a property uh, that doesn't get much love outside of Main Street Electrical Parade. Mm -hmm. And also to have something that children can kind of go and waste time with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's, I, love, I it. love it because it just sparks their imagination and that's that's what you want yeah mm-hmm. i i love that 
it's kind of like a more fully realized themed and special affected like pixie hollow you know yes. where it's like yeah. you're in that world and you kind of see indications of it but this you could actually incorporate some really cool uh, magic to it like you said and uh, yeah I can see it based on the fact that I went through the villain's grove at the Halloween party I can totally see this working you know and if it's like a thick forest if they create it like they could almost have it inside a building back there so they can mm-hmm. really control the lighting and that way your projections would be you know spot on every time uh, yeah the, it's it's a great idea man I I dig it. Plus, if it's inside of a building, you can also project Elliot flying above you at some mm-hmm. point, yep. which I think would be a really great idea as well. So totally. How do I? T- <laughs> How do I come after that? It's like, what do I say? Oh, okay, so bear with me. I apologize. Not the best thing, but the first thing that came up into my head was the actual plusing, and this is something that I really think. We really need in Critter Country, and it has to do with Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking was taking over the back part. Some of the shopping, you know, some of the shop uh, buildings, I would say, we're going to just take that whole thing down, and we're going to expand it just a little bit. What I would love to see is lockers, warming stations, oh, yeah. and an area in the back of that part. But this part in the back is going to have... Um, it's going to be a t- like a two for one deal. I was thinking, okay, let's, you know, people want to check how they are, you know, after they get wet from Splash Mountain. Let's put mirrors in the back. Let's bring a little bit of a nod that was there. <laughs> and in last week's episode, we talked about the backstories yeah. of the 17 bears. Let's put 17 mirrors, all with their names, little things about them. So you would have your photo op and your mirror. Mm. Now, so like a, a bear giant. can follow you home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be cool. <laughs> but what I would love to hear inside as well is the songs that they used to play, mm-hmm. the performances, mm-hmm. just nods and things like that, just to have that touch of the jamboree. Um, but for sure, we don't have lockers there, and it makes it just blows my mind that we don't have them there but we have them for grizzly and it's like people get really drenched off of splash and you know we kind of need to get dry a little more than the dyson hand dryers so (laughs) why not and i was thinking about the um the humphrey um booths that we had last year Mm -hmm. so why not have all of that have a whole station there um style it to country bears give it that little touch we're going to need it. We would use it. I don't think it'd go anywhere. Just put it there. Bam. That would be my idea. Okay. If there's anything that is absolutely sorely needed for Splash Mountain, it is those dryers. Especially <laughs> yeah. after they were installed at California Adventure. Yes, we absolutely need them. I will tell you, I love Splash Mountain. Love uh-huh. Splash Mountain. But 98% of the time, I base my decision on what am I carrying, what cannot get wet, and should I ride this attraction? And the answer 98% of the time is nope. 
I should yeah. not write it. Now, if yeah. there were lockers, I would write it way more frequently because I love Splash Mountain. If I could dry myself off, especially if I'm carrying like my cameras and stuff like that, I would totally take advantage of those dryers. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if there is absolutely anything that is sorely needed in that area, it is that. And I love the idea of incorporating the mirrors with the, with the country bears because, yes, it's an homage to Disney of past. And it's a great way to just bring them into that area. So mm-hmm. I'm on board with this. I think it's hilarious, too, that the Disney bounder in the group uh, brought up this idea because it's so true. Like, I see people in the park (laughs) all the time that I look at and I'm like, dude, you look dope, but there's no way you're getting on Splash Mountain today. Right. You know, but if they had a place where they could go and, you know, like fix themselves after they splash down, then I think more people would enjoy it. Right. Yeah. I like this idea. And the reason why the mirrors are in the back is that they're not crowded in the front Mm -hmm. and everyone could stay in the back and do their thing for Mm -hmm. Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. And I like the idea of having like a a giant mirror for Big Al and like a little mirror for Teddy Barra and like all the different size mirrors. I think that's great. And then three little ones for the kids. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I think that's cool. I don't know why you were complaining. So far, that's... So far, I love that idea. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's practical. We don't always uh, bring practical ideas. <laughs> no. Uh, the second one, like I said, was m- more of a take on something that we talked about last week. And the idea essentially came when we talked about possibly putting the Muppets together inside of the Golden Horseshoe with the Country Bears. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would not put them there. This idea does not include putting them there. This idea actually kind of takes down Winnie the Pooh (laughs) and re-gives that space to the country bears. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, I think Winnie the Pooh is just fine. I think that there's another place for it, just not there. And so what I would put in its spot is uh, a variant of the original uh, country bear theater. What was it called again? Grizzly Hall. Grizzly Hall. Grizzly Hall. I keep forgetting the name. Um, so I would put another variation of Grizzly Hall there. Um, and I would call the show The Critter Jamboree, hosted nice. by the Muppets. <laughs> ah, so nice. What I would want to do is obviously have a stage show that incorporates the Muppets, the Muppets doing their own band thing, you know, them singing some of their songs, have a rotating stage where maybe you have a section where you see the pond, very reminiscent of Kermit singing Rainbow Connection the way Mm -hmm. that he does in the film. And so you have these different elements of the stages that just take you into different uh, places of the films in general. One of the stages would, of course, be uh, a recreation of the Country Bear stage. And you have Kermit just like, "Uh, welcome to the Critter Jamboree. Here with us today, we have the Country Bears. Yay! Right, flailing (laughs) his arms. And so that's when the Country Bears start doing their thing. Part of the rotating stage would also have a section with a riverboat very similar to the one that we see on Splash Mountain. And so we hear some of the zippity doodahs and, you know, uh, some other songs that I think can really be incorporated into that because it has that stage show presence to that section of Splash Mountain. So uh, I think 
having a show that's kind of a live variety show almost would be fantastic. And one of the elements that we could try to sneak in there that I think would help Disney find new artists. You know, we see this a lot with some of the Disney, uh, the Disney original series. They, they have a lot of teen actors and actresses that move on to musical careers. And a lot of them are very, very successful. And so part of the auditioning process is obviously finding them for these shows but what if the auditioning process also incorporated a live up-and-coming artist element to the critter jamboree where you have a different artist perform for a few weeks maybe a month or so and maybe you have recurring artists you know during christmas kind of the way that we have our friends from fat cat swinger over at the festival of holidays for instance you know so i think there's a real way to create this amazing stage show that would also incorporate some of the elements of the Muppets, which I think totally fit into Critter Country, and also bring back the Country Bears and add some of the critters that we see along Splash Mountain and just create this this amazing 20 to 30 minute experience where uh, if we expanded it and maybe even made it a restaurant, it could be a full dinner show. Totally. That is so cool. I dig the idea of a live singer, too, because it's reminiscent of the original Muppet show. Yeah. That was one of the coolest things about it. I, I like it, dude. I, I really do. I My fear, like we talked about last week, is that the theater-style attraction doesn't last in California like it does in Florida. And I think we determined that it's largely probably because of the weather. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, the Muppets have had a hard time surviving in the parks regardless of where they are. So I would be front row center. I would love this. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. And I hope that uh, one day people would rediscover the magic of the Muppets and they will regain their position as top entertainers like they should be. Um, so, yeah, this one has a lot of good variety to it. And you've got a live action element to it. So this could be quite the cool, like, novelty show. It sounds awesome. Um, somehow, somewhere, I would love to add one little thing. And that's a touch to uh, Lester's, Lester's Possum Park. And that's from the Goofy movie. Oh. Um, when they're going down and it kind of gives, like, that country bear like vibe i don't know if they could like bring out like merch or whatever or just maybe the show could be sponsored by oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, there you go that would be funny (laughs) that's awesome i i didn't think about the sponsorships but it could be a really good way to also incorporate like zootopia right because yeah because one of the the concepts that i had was replacing Winnie the Pooh with a Zootopia dark ride where you're essentially going through the different districts Mm -hmm. and as you go through each one you feel Mm -hmm. like you're the size of whatever district you're in Um, but what if they were just sponsored by some of the businesses in the different districts of Zootopia that would be a really good way to incorporate that too yeah that could be fun I I do feel like Zootopia deserves its own land Personally. Yeah, and they're a- doing a- right by it in land. Shanghai, I think, yeah. by mm-hmm. creating the entire land. But yes, I agree with you. If I could select another land to come to California somehow, 
Zootopia would be one of those. Yeah, for sure. That would be fun. Uh, so that's it. That, that's what I had. Well, uh, does that uh, bring it to me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. You're up, dude. All right. Um, and coming up to bat, bases loaded. <laughs> Gavin Audison. 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 Uh, hopefully, this is a slam dunk to bring it back to basketball you, instead of baseball. Well, you have to point to left field, I think. Is it right uh, field or left field? What does he point center, to? Center field. Oh, center field. Center. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Golly, <laughs> even I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just be happy I knew what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Sports. Uh, that's hilarious. Okay. Well, uh, like I mentioned before, I'm redoing the whole thing, guys. Uh, I'm not doing a haze in and like picking up Space Mountain and p- plopping it into Critter Country or anything like that. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> but uh, Critter Country, formerly known as Bear Country, is now also going to be formerly known as Critter Country because it's becoming Sherwood Forest. Okay. <gasps> We've danced around <laughs> the topic of Robin Hood on many other armchair imagineering episodes yep. with small things. This is an entire land based on Sherwood Forest where we're going to get to walk right into Nottingham. So mm. it's going to be rethemed from top to bottom. The entire land is now Sherwood Forest where we can meet up with Robin Hood, Little John, and the whole gang, right? So I'm just going to start from the front of the land and work my way back. But basically the attractions, the shops, everything totally rethemed. Uh, some of them more uh, extreme than others. So as you enter this land, the first thing you come to is the little Briar Patch store. Um, and so that is now going to become Knittingham Crafts. And it's going to be uh, run by uh, Mrs. Rabbit or Mama Rabbit, whatever her name is. Uh, I don't know if she's officially named in the film. Uh, and it's just going to be filled with, you know, knitted, sewn, soft souvenirs like hats and socks and uh, ornaments and dolls and things like that. So really cute stuff. Uh, the next thing we're going to come to is uh, what is currently the Hungry Bear Restaurant. Uh, this one's going to be rethemed, um, and it has a new host, a new maitre d', and his name is Little John. Nice. Uh, and the name of his uh, restaurant here is the Stew Delali. <laughs> nice, so, right? Great pun, uh, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this one's going to feature uh, like English country pub fare. Uh, so we're going to have stews and pies, fish and chips, puddings. Things of this nature. Uh, I think being right next door to Galaxy's Edge, I think it makes this a logical kind of expansion of the alcoholic offerings at the park. Uh, So we can bring in our British beers and lagers and ciders. Uh, We can give them themes, um, you know, something like the Stork Brewery Stout, the Allen Adale Pale Ale, things like that. (laughs) Uh, We could even have some London Dry Gin uh, Martinis. Uh, I thought of one called the Stir Hiss, which would be kind of fun. Nice. (laughs) Uh, We know that one's not shaken. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, just kind of like a cool like English country restaurant kind of feel to it. Um, And, you know, you'd you'd retheme it to look more like uh, the buildings and architecture that you see in the film. Uh, The next thing we come to, of course, is The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. 
Um, this to me is the currently the weakest dark ride in the Disneyland park. So we're going to completely redo it um, as a new dark ride. I do like the, uh, the fact that it is a dark ride. So I want to I maintain that. But this is going to be uh, basically almost a walkthrough of the movie, but f- entirely from the point of Skippy the Rabbit. So it's still going to maintain oh, like the kids ride feel to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's going to be called Skippy's Big Adventure or something like that. I don't have a solid name for it yet. Um, but basically, um, it's going to begin. It's the, the interesting thing is I kept finding parallels with the actual story of the Winnie the Pooh ride. Uh, but like everything's opposite. So uh, Winnie the Pooh ends with Pooh's birthday party. This one's actually going to start with Rabbit's birthday party, kind of like the film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so him and his friends are celebrating his birthday, and you'll even get a, a, a visit from a, a disguised Robin Hood who comes and you know saves the day. Um, you'll have a chance encounter with Marion, uh, Maid Marion and Lady Cluck, and then you'll head off to the big archery tournament. And the archery tournament is going to be in that big showroom where you currently meet the Heffalumps and Woozles. And you'll kind of go all the way around the tournament field. Uh, in the center, you'll have all the archers. Uh, and around the whole perimeter is going to be the stands filled with the cheering uh, villagers. And then a big central box where you've got Prince John and Little John disguised as the Duke of Chutney and Maid Marian. Uh, and then hovering somewhere up above, you'll see Sir Hiss and his <laughs> balloon, right? Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. And so in the, in the field of archers, you'll see the stork and all the other archers out there. And lo and behold, there's Skippy in the middle of all the archers, and he's ready to shoot as well. And as luck would have it, Skippy wins the whole tournament, right? Uh, and... Of course, it turns out to be a dream because he actually fell asleep way back at Maid Marian's in the yard where they were playing. And he's awoken by a kiss on the cheek from Maid Marian and his friends laughing at him as he blushes with embarrassment. <laughs> uh, and so it, it's it's basically going to be the same uh, kind of uh, length of ride, uh, the same kind of tone as far as sweetness goes which I do like about the Winnie the Pooh ride, but, you know, kind of telling a flipped story and with fully realized scenes and animatronic characters. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much in Winnie the Pooh that seems very flat. And I know that in a lot of ways they were trying to go for the like storybook page illustration look like those movies are. But I feel like, with this one, I really want to add some depth, add some real character animation within the animatronic characters in there and give it some action, you know, have it, have it feel like you're not just walking by like, you know, or riding by like static scenes, which Winnie the Pooh kind of feels like to me. Yeah. I have to ask what's yeah. going to happen to Max Buff and Melvin. I have a question about can, that too. They can remain. I don't think we have to boot them out. Uh, they don't affect the ride as it is now. So as long as I'm not restructuring actual walls and rooms, I'm just retheming them. I I feel like they can stay. And maybe we add a bust of poo to them or something. 
Do you think I that... Would, dang, Eeyore? that was my second question. <laughs> do you think that you can make it so that the vehicles turn at least 180 degrees and there's a spotlight on them? And, like, they have some kind of joke about the arrows and how they ended up there or something? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I, I'm open to That'd ideas. That'd be cool. This is blue sky territory. All, all ideas are welcome. Um, but, okay, so that's basically... Um, Skippy's big adventure. Uh, of course, the exterior will be rethemed. It will look more like you're entering uh, the rabbit's home uh, at first. Uh, and then, you know, it, it goes from there. Uh, so the next thing as you walk into the land that you encounter, obviously, is the entrance to Splash Mountain. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about what I'm doing with this giant mountain in the land. Uh, first of all, uh, this is basically going to be completely rethemed as a new attraction with the same ride system, but um, this is going to incorporate a lot of what I want to happen in this land as it's transformed into Sherwood Forest. The key word here is forest. I want to fill this land with trees. I want to cover that mountain with trees, make it look like a forest. Uh, part of that is to like I say, retheme it uh, so that it feels different. Part of it, especially on the mountain, is to obscure what I want to replace at the top of the mountain. So instead of having that dead tree that's sticking up at the top of the mountain, we're actually going to place Prince John's Castle up there. Oh, so, yeah, nice. and and it's going to be kind of a forced perspective thing. So it looks smaller, you know, because it's supposed to look like it's way up there. But you'll actually see his alligator guard, you know, marching along the, the tower walls up there, keeping guard. Um, but I want the forest to kind of obscure that from sight lines within New Orleans Square. So that when you're standing, you know, looking at the mansion and then you see the mountain behind it, it just is going to look like a forest covered mountain not a mountain with a castle on it, which, you know, that kind of ruins the illusion, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you won't be able to see the castle until you start walking down that road to Sherwood Forest and you get in front where you can see the drop hill and then you'll be able to see the castle out of which the logs are dropping, right? Nice. Uh, so basically the idea I have here is to tell the story of the movie um, where we're kind of riding along on the adventure. We, we get on a log. We see Alan Adale uh, as he's like, hey, come and listen to a story here. And uh, he sings Udalali as we travel up the mountain through the woods. Uh, once we make that first big drop and we enter the mountain, we're going to be entering right into Nottingham, kind of like they do in the Cars attraction. So now we're going to be in town and we're going to be hearing the plight of the citizens um, that mean old Prince John has, has put upon them with his overtaxation. Um, we're going to see a pursuit scene where Robin Hood is being chased by the guard. And when we make the plunge into the what is now the happy place, that's actually going to be quite the opposite because we're plunging into prison within the castle. And down there is where we're going to see him conspiring to help all the villagers escape. And then we run into um, our final problem, which is the castle has now been set ablaze. And the only way to escape the flames is to climb up. And we go up and over the castle wall and plunge into the moat at the end. 
at the bottom, we'll see Little John and Skippy waiting to see if Robin Hood made it. Of course, he does. We float into the finale scene where we see a triumphant King Richard in his return and a big wedding scene of Robin Hood and Marion getting married. And then as we round the last corner where you currently see the very last shot of Br'er Rabbit, you'd see Alan Adale, you know, kind of concluding the story for you, kind of like Scuttle in Little Mermaid, where he kind of starts the story and ends the story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Alan Adale here. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be the same ride, kind of like in credit coasters, the same ride as California screaming, but it's got a new story, a new overlay, the scenes inside the theming completely redone from top to bottom, uh, so that it has nothing to do with what it formerly was basically. Uh, so that's splash mountain or Robin hood's escape. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So <laughs> keep going. <laughs> that brings us to the back of the land where what is now Pooh's Corner. And then there's kind of like a little central area where they do some meet and greets and stuff like that. So this whole area is transitioning from that to the Nottingham Market. So I kind of want to expand this land out you know, push it back a little from where it is and expand it by about 15 to 20% so that we can still have that row of shops that is Pooh's Corner right now, but add a road that goes around, loops around behind it and adds another row of shops and stores and experiences back there. So it feels like you can actually explore, you know, like you can turn a corner, go down a lane where you've got shops on both sides, so to speak. Um, and it's going to be, you know, themed around characters from Nottingham. It's going to have all kinds of different things to explore, nods to the film. This will be a place for guests to buy their Sherwood souvenirs uh, to satisfy their sweet tooth at the Forest Confectioners. Uh, I think it would be amazing if there was a balloon seller back there where you could buy balloons with Sir Hiss inside them. (laughs) I think that would be amazing. Um, And, of course, we'll have um, a spot for a meet and greet, an official meet and greet with Robin Hood, Little John, Maid Marian, maybe some other players from the film. Um, But that would be cool. And I want this place to feel alive with you know, the, the citizens of the town. So kind of like what we experience on main street or in galaxy's edge, where you hear the goings on within the town, you know? So like in the back corner, um, you can, you can see the church where you can hear the sounds of Friar Tuck and, you know, him saying in words of encouragement emanating from the church. And, uh, you could hear his sexton playing the organ Uh, You'll see a little blacksmith shop where you can hear the blacksmith tromping around in his casted leg and, you know, pounding metal for whatever he does, Uh, you know, things like that. And I want it to feel like there's stuff going on. Um, You might be able to hear a whistle from back in the woods that sounds like Alan Adale, you know, whistling a little tune and plucking his little uh, old timey guitar. Uh, you know, things like that. I just, I want it to be more than what it is right now and kind of draw crowds into the land. You know, right now 
nobody hangs out in Critter Country. Yeah. You know, they go there to go to Splash or to go to Winnie the Pooh. Sometimes, like, if mom is waiting for dad and the kids to get off Splash, she'll go into Pooh Corner and, you know, buy a Rice Krispie treat. But it's like, there's nothing really going on there, you know? And so I want it to be more things to draw people in more shops maybe little snack booths maybe like i said a balloon seller and and of course the meet and greet um i don't know i just feel like they could do more to make it a dynamic area so basically that's the long and short of it uh retheming the entire land to be sherwood forest and nottingham nice Okay, I love a lot of what you presented today. So first question that I have is uh, regarding these shops. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you mentioned you wanted a whole shop experience, but like the blacksmith, for instance, are those just sounds you're going to hear? Yeah, not everything will be something you can walk in and like do something there. So like that's why I compared it to like Main Street, where it's like you'll see the blacksmith shop, but it's not necessarily going to be open. They're not going to be selling whatever. Okay. Horseshoes and things. Oh, like the dentist and the piano. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Exactly. I get it. That's like what that. I want to you, clarify. You'll be able okay. to just hear the, you know, the dynamic sounds of everyday life in Nottingham. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They should also have a turkey leg station. Oh heck yeah! I was gonna say yeah. that it feels like a perfect spot for a turkey sure. leg station. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, of course, from Disneyland, not from California Adventure. For those of oh you that gosh. have been listening for a while, you'll know what that means. <laughs> so ridiculous. Splash Mountain. Robin Hood's, what is it called? Robin Hood's Great Escape? Uh, I've just called it Robin Hood's Escape right now. No, I like Great Escape. Can we call it Great Escape? We can. <laughs> yes. So Robin Hood's a Great Escape or Robin Hood's Escape. I love the retheming of this. And one of the things that you mentioned that I think really helps plus it up is the addition of the trees on the opposite side of the mountain to mm -hmm. block it from the visual of where New Orleans is into mm -hmm. that transition. Yeah. One of the things we've talked about that I feel that Disney World has a huge advantage over Disneyland is the space, obviously. Yeah. So you can't necessarily see other lands and it doesn't ruin the illusion of where you are. Mm -hmm. And at Disneyland, because of the space restriction, that gets ruined really easily. And there's a lot of things that just seem out of place. For instance, walking around Fantasyland, and I know this may not be the popular thing to say, but I think the Matterhorn is drastically out of place. Like, it just doesn't hmm. feel like it belongs with anything around it. It's just randomly placed, right? And I get it. It's a Fantasyland thing. It's an icon, but it feels randomly placed. And to a certain extent, I also feel the same way about Splash Mountain. Like, I get that they added this, these trees and the whole, like, rock element to it. And it works, but it feels out of place between New Orleans Square and Critter Country. Where I think it functions really well is like Cascade Peak that used to be part of Nature's Wonderland, right? Mm -hmm. Cascade Peak just organically worked with its surroundings. And so by adding the additional trees and the visuals to block it from the rest of the land, I think would really help sell the idea that you are in a different place, just like Batu. Right. As soon as you start yeah. walking through that corridor down into where the entrance of Batu is, it's amazing. Like you completely feel that you are 
outside of Disneyland. And I think mm-hmm. that the way that your your idea structures uh, Sherwood Forest, it, it would really help you remove yourself from the park and feel that you're actually in this area. So mm-hmm. I really, really like that about your concept. Um, the the attraction itself, I think, would would be a good uh, update to Splash Mountain as well. I think it has a really good story, and I think it works well with the structure and what we have for the attraction. So I'm on board with the whole retheming of this. And I like the castle idea because one of my questions as you were talking was going to be, are we going to have a second castle in the park? And oh, yeah. I thought that we were reserving that for Arendelle at some point, but I guess this would be maybe the next one. Yep, yep. I thought of that too. I, I've, it's like it's it's time we brought another castle in, and it's going to be an unexpected castle, and we're going to have a vastly underused Disney princess and Maid Marian. Come on, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, um, I'm glad that I already started carving out the the initials <laughs> or the letters of the trophy on this one. Uh, it, that's. It, This whole thing started with one. The very first idea I had was just Mm -hmm. the word Studalali. I thought that's funny. Wow. That could be a restaurant themed on Robin Hood. And then I just thought, okay, what else could I do with Robin Hood? And it eventually just took over the whole land. So it all started with one little spark. So I'm going to read to you. This is this is the extent of my notes on, on this episode. Okay. I have the the notepad document here. I'm going to read to you my notes. You ready? Mm-hmm. Rescue mm-hmm. Rangers Adventure dash Go Coaster Move from Toontown. Please. <laughs> Next line. <laughs> Next line. Robin Hood? Question mark. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Next line. DuckTales? Question mark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next line. Zootopia Dark Ride. Go through the different districts. And then I had the districts like laid out Little Rodentia, Bunny Burrow, Tundra Town, mm-hmm. etc. Next one. Elliot meet and greet with Pete leading you. Okay. Yes. The next one. Uh, Critter Country 500 Dark Ride replacement of Winnie the Pooh, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then my Hilarious. last one. Critter Country hosted by the Muppets, real up-and-coming artists, original Muppet show style with Julie Andrews, Vincent Price, Elton John, etc. Mm-hmm. A rotating stage with Riverboat, Country Bears, original stage. So Love that kind of led you through my thought process on this whole thing. But even my second idea was like, Robin Hood? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with these other ones. <laughs> nice. Well, what's cool is that none of us stepped on each other's toes on this one because... Seems like the last like three in a row before this, we all like really infringed on each other's ideas. But we yeah. ca- we all went in different <laughs> directions this time, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But then yeah. right in the middle of Critter Country, we're going to have a Gravity Falls section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I think I think we need a new park and like a full third of it should be Zootopia. A third of it should be Gravity Falls, and then a third can be some other thing. True. We don't need Angel Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't. I'll sign. <laughs> Said the Dodger fans. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I think they were all fantastic ideas. I'm so on board, Mel, with what you were talking about, adding those dryers, because I, I feel like I'm missing out on Splash Mountain a lot because of the fact that, I, you know, if you get wet, you got to walk around with, like, give me rash pants. And that's yeah. not cool, right? <laughs> You're just uncomfortable the rest of the day. And, you know, it's easier to ride Grizzly because you can dry off after. And mm-hmm. I-, I love that aspect of it. And if somehow you add it, look, this is a great money-making opportunity for Disney as well because you can add to the Max Pass a couple of dryer runs where you just, like, scan your, your Max Pass and the dryer kicks on in case you want to, like, dry off for the day. So add another dollar or two to it, and now you have free access to the dryers. I'm I'm just saying, you know, it's some money making <laughs> opportunity. You're welcome, Rebecca. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you guys have any comments or thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode, make sure to join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or on YouTube. Just search for Podcateers. You can leave a comment in the blog post, podcateers.com slash 283. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talked about, anything that we didn't talk about, or any ideas that you may have. Uh, we love hearing from all of you when you approach us in the park and you're like, hey, I had this great idea for this land. And then uh, we just think to ourselves, why didn't we think of that? Shame on us. So yep. make sure to join the conversation. Also, before we end the episode, I want to remind you that we're going to have some sales coming up for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and of course, the holiday season in general. So if you're looking for uh, some Disney merch that isn't Disney merch, but helps us out head over to podcasters.com slash gear to check out some of the things that we have on sale we have t-shirts mugs hats are finally available uh there's a tons of really cool stuff and uh yeah again the proceeds from all of the sales uh help support the podcast just like being part of the fgp squad helps support the podcast so to everyone sporting podcasters gear we just want to say thank you for that support as well And that's it. That is going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Major look.